Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Tim. What's up, gentlemen? You know, Star. Yeah, I uh, I tried to start off this podcast derailing it like I did the last one. Kyle has had a strict hand, though, and it's not. Yep. I, I had multiple people make comments to me. They're like, wow, that was uh, that was something last week. Like, I didn't listen to it. So yeah. I'm sure that sounds like they had fun. Yeah, we did. Um, That's what happens when, you know, we let the lunatics run the asylum. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, today we are. We had a couple tournaments last weekend, uh, more than a couple. We're only going to talk about two of them because um, that's all I have in front of me. <laughs> so I apologize to those from the French national qualifier. And uh, there was also a tournament in um, Tennessee. I hope it was in Tennessee or I'm going to be uh, <laughs> making somebody sad. Um, but I have not... Um, I don't have any detail from those yet. So we're going to talk about the Nordic World Qualifier, which was in Denmark and featured a lot of uh, players from various parts of Europe, but it's obviously Denmark and also Germany, um, including our very own uh, Lucas, um, as well as Dr. Power Slam. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, our buddies over at uh, Three Foot Good put on a tournament, too, over the weekend, too. Somebody was sending me results from that so okay. yeah there's all kinds of yeah i mean listen there's all kinds of tournaments this is a great time to play legion man for sure yeah, yeah. it's uh um and then uh of course there was the socal open in san diego which unfortunately i could not go to this year uh didn't go last year it was amazing san diego's awesome um, yeah it's but beautiful uh there. Oh. yeah the weather's great the food is amazing um when I went there, I'm like, man, everybody should live here. But of course, uh, it's already very expensive. So that's. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, a uh, little side note, I used to have uh, years ago, I had a boss that lived in San Diego and like he would always have the camera. So it's just like this part of his head. And I'd be like, yo, man, like, what, why are you only showing this part of your head? And so one day he goes, all right, you can't tell anybody. And he turned the background blur off and he was literally in the pool like <laughs> while he was on a Zoom meeting. Just like, yeah, ah, yeah. just like relaxing in the pool. Uh, beautiful San Diego day. Like, oh man. Yeah. So, he was my, he's like my spirit animal. That's so good. Yeah. Uh, the, the taco weather is foreboding for <laughs> <laughs> snow is gonna fall any day i'm sure of it uh dude yeah they uh same for us right like we just got a some we just had a notice in like the local news that's like uh part of new york to expect six to eight inches in the next week i was like dear god like, already oh man oh well what are you gonna do start shoveling yeah it was beautiful now. here 65 <laughs> to 70 over the weekend hey it's same here we had beautiful yeah. it's we, we're going into um a particular summer that i'm i don't know that i'm allowed to talk about anymore but it it's a summer it's the second summer okay <laughs> we have been at the freezing point for like two weeks wow oh yeah. lord <laughs> 
All right. Uh, well, I will continue to enjoy my 65 degree weather yeah. <laughs> until such time as winters here are they are gross. It's like it's it's like 33 degrees and rainy. Is kind of sums uh, up the Northern yeah. Virginia DC That's area not winter. Fun at all. No, like if it's going to be cold, I'd rather it just snow. Right. Yeah, I grew up in Chicago, so here it's like it's unpleasant. I'd rather it be 25 and snowy than yeah, yeah. 33 and rainy. Yeah um anyway 25 that's cute <laughs> yeah fahrenheit fahrenheit, fahrenheit. <laughs> oh okay yeah <laughs> yeah you're like you're like minus five up there probably yeah yeah, yeah. but it it, it gets it's cold well i mean actually it's, it's, it's gotta it get gets, colder than that it gets negative 10 here like well, fahrenheit it, so it gets cold enough where i am from that no matter if you use Fahrenheit or Celsius, you're describing about the same temperature, which, happen, <laughs> which happens at about minus 35 on both scales. Uh, wow. Okay. All right. I was way off. It's so cold. We just use the same number. We just stop counting in yeah. different numbers. It's it doesn't matter. It's one. a minus and it's a big number. Um, it, Wear something over your face or your eyelashes yeah, will freeze. It, yeah. It's it's cold enough that like how cold it is is described in the minutes before your skin freezes. Covered. <laughs> how cold is it? A minute. <laughs> a minute. A minute. And then you'll instantaneously die. Um, oh, that's speaking fun. of that quick tangent because i just thought of this and uh, these things are super interesting to me i did it everybody um <laughs> i saw it was like a thing about you know on each planet in the solar system how long would it take you to die okay um and what would you guess the fastest instantaneous essentially instantaneous death would be which Venus planet Jupiter. yeah which planet mm-hmm. instantaneous yeah less than one second it would it would be instantaneous I'm going to say Uranus. Okay. Tim? Uh, it's Jupiter pressure, Venus heat. You got to pick one. Uh, yeah, smart guy. Mr. I'm in uh, college and I'm going to hedge all my uh, bets. You just pick uh, one. <laughs> I'll, guess, I'll guess Jupiter. Okay. It is uh, Venus uh, um, because the pressure is so high. And it is so incredibly hot that you would be instantaneously flattened into a pancake and also spontaneously combust. So, which I mean, would which also would happen, happen in first. Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it might be like one <laughs> second versus two seconds of. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what would happen on Uranus. I just, that's the one that came to my mind. <laughs> I mean, so I, I don't either. <laughs> Basically the same thing. It's a big old gas giant. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking gas. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like the gas would get you, but oh well. Yeah, no, the, the surface temperature of Venus is like 650 degrees Celsius. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Speaking of, did you see that probe that hit Titan that's, that they landed on uh, the planet, uh, the moon Titan? That's pretty yeah. cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, I love that stuff. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Back to I mean, that's, podcast. That's, that's, that's in space. That's, clo- that's closer to... Uh... It's, it's a <laughs> tangential, tangential subject. Space. Top, topically, topically adjacent. Yeah. Um, Today we're going to talk about cover on Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about we hit housekeeping before we get too off the rails here? Uh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, hey, we talk about this every week, and you guys have been amazing out there. Patreon. We are pumping them numbers up. You guys are doing amazing. 
listen, I know how many people listen to this podcast. I know how many people we have on Patreon. They are not equal. And so what I'm asking you is if you love our blog, if you love this podcast, if you love the content we put out, we're going to be putting out even more here soon. We've got um, some new stuff that we're going to be working on that I don't want to announce too early, but I can tell you in about three to four weeks, you're going to know exactly what that is. <clears throat> and if you love all the content we produce, you love all the writing, you love all the tools, like, I mean, all these free tools that we have for you, um, you know, we, all the free content that you can enjoy in tools, we actually pay everybody for the people who produce that stuff. And so if you want to help support that and support your favorite writers like Tim, support your favorite podcaster like Kyle, um, you know, they've got families to feed and they need this. No, I'm so, uh, no. I, I hope I don't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've been meaning to talk to you about something, Tim. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we got a call the other day um no listen so all these all these great writers podcasters tool creators like we we like to know that let them know that they're you know that they are uh it's worth doing what they're doing and so we like to pay them and we do that through the patreon so if you love all this stuff you could come support us on the patreon if you join our patreon at any level you get another free podcast we have an after dark podcast where we talk about all kinds of stuff um more in-depth legion stuff that we're working on in the future you know insights to what's happening at the fifth trooper and you know some more in-depth content <clears throat> we also are doing a monthly live q a on our patreon so you can come and if you join today when you listen to this this wednesday we're actually doing a live q a so you can you can come on and come ask us questions and and talk to the fifth trooper crew and you know people ask uh, kyle's done a few of them and you know people just ask about legion you know how to play certain units kyle does amazing breakdowns for people so like if you want to get Ben Kyle's ear on what he thinks tactically how to use a unit he'll uh, he'll answer you that's that's your your uh, shortest path to talking to Kyle directly is through our Patreon and 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 the rest of us you know I'm using Kyle specifically because you know he was there last time uh, and so um, <laughs> and, and speaking of Kyle he also put out a roughly 10 minute cohesion uh in-depth uh tactical video kyle did a video it's a video i did a video i did a video yeah. and it worked yeah it worked it's good too and so if you want to hear kyle's thoughts on cohesion we're going to be putting that video out this week as well so on the patreon so not only are you supporting the, the all your content that you love you're also getting a ton of free content and we're also sending out quarterly rewards like the battle force cards and other print and play cards and we're going to try to send out some of the errata cards we've got cool tokens that we're going to be sending out so there's just a lot of really cool benefits and uh you know you can sign up today so go to patreon.com slash the fifth trooper uh and and sign up for our patreon we really we we really uh love that people are doing that and i just want to see those numbers go up and up so if you want to if you could do that for us that'd be awesome um, in addition, uh, we had our um, bounty hunter tokens, uh, order tokens that were on pre-order. So they are all going out tomorrow. So if you ordered, uh, 
your those order tokens from us they'll be going out and now they're available so if you want to get some really neat uh bounty hunting bounty hunter order tokens we've got those up on the website including a ton of other stuff um i just started putting up we've got like hoodies and jackets and hats and bags and um all kinds of other stuff posters frame posters um so you know i'm I'm making a deal with this company that they basically uh ship it to you from you know from their factory so so that's pretty cool um so so that stuff's up there too so yeah check all that out um yeah i guess that's it kyle for you know what was i doing housekeeping housekeeping yeah sure boy i really went off there i have so much i forgot what i was doing all right yeah let's go let's talk about legion i guess <laughs> That's, yeah is that what this podcast is it is no so uh let's talk about the nordic world qualifier first um right. so there were 49 players okay. at this event so a pretty good size event um, this was a official world's qualifier with the winner getting a uh, plane ticket slash lodging, which from Europe is uh, that's a big deal from Europe to Chicago. So uh, can uh, I say something about the lodging? I can tell you with confidence that they are taking that very seriously for worlds. OK, so that is a thing that that is they are taking seriously, which I was. um surprised isn't the right word word i guess grateful that they were doing it you know what i mean like yeah listen i know we always talk about amg and we always point out their faults but here's one of the positives they are honoring all those worlds invites and they're honoring everything that they the ffg promised and everything that they've been promising as far as flights and and lodging and all of that stuff they're honoring all of that they didn't have to they could have just told us all to be like yeah those worlds invite you guys got before the pandemic they're gone they don't exist anymore because of extenuating circumstances right and we all would have been like yeah totally we get it and and started that up again but they didn't they held all that and so if there's a, you know that's a one super positive thing about this whole thing that i i, I think is great yeah, and on that note, actually, before we get to this, uh, if you think that you have a world's invite, if you got one of those coasters or one of those uh, rectangular glass thingies, maybe, or was, I got a was card. That well, well, okay. so I got the rectangle. I don't know where it is, but I but they also gave me a card with my name okay. on it. Yeah. Anyway, if you think you have a world's invite, check your email because uh, a bunch of people got emails today from. Yep. Um, Organized play, Asmodee organized play. And confirmed. Basically, yeah. Um, basically saying uh, that if you want to participate in Worlds, you need to click on a link and fill out a form. And um, I believe that they only, unlike the original uh, sort of just mass blast of fill out this form if you think you have a Worlds invite, this is this is a like specific email to people that um, supposedly have Worlds invites, uh, yeah. basically confirming that they plan to attend Adepticon. Um, the deadline for that is Friday. <laughs> so um, check your email, do that link thingy. If you think you have a world's invite and you didn't get an email, um, I'm not really sure who to tell you to contact. Maybe I would start with the TO of the event that you have that from. That's probably where I'd start. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's like an organized play Asmodee email. If there is, I guess you could try that one. 
certainly there's not one publicly posted that I'm aware of. So you could try like the general Asmodee email, I guess. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, check your email. If you don't have it, start figuring out who to contact. <laughs> Probably start with your TO. Um, but yeah, they did send those out. And I can also confirm that they have a provision in there for if you um, if you won one of these world qualifiers and you have, are supposed to have travel covered, there's uh, something in there also about travel. So um, they are definitely honoring that. Uh, I don't know if they're... Uh, I, I was told uh, that they are also honoring, like you said, if you won one of those mm -hmm. events under FFG, that they are also honoring that travel. Um, I don't know for sure. So short, short, short version, check your email, check your spam folder. Some people said they got it in the spam folder, but it's a very short turnaround Friday. So, so let's see. Um, Atomic Mass Games has a general information email that you could probably, it's info at atomicmassgames.com. So you could probably email that and they would point you in the right direction. Yeah. That'd probably be where after after going to your TO of your event, um, that's probably where I'd go next if your TO can't help you. So, um, all right. Well, let's hit the Nordic Worlds qualifier. Okay. Um, so, uh, <laughs> action breakdown. Um, this should not be hard, but what would you guys say is the most was the most common faction at the Nordic Worlds qualifier? For the whole thing. Yeah, just the most commonly played. Empire. Yeah, I would agree with that. They like their yeah. links over there. Yeah, it's Emp well, Empire is the most popular at pretty much every tournament right now. Um, yes, Empire, 35% of lists, um, followed by Rebels at 26% of lists, followed by Separatists at 21% of lists, and then Mercenaries, which is Shadow Collective, 14%, followed by... <laughs> Uh, this is really funny. I love the results of this tournament. Um, how many Republic lists would you guess there were out of 49 players? 49 players? Um, five. Two. One? <laughs> oh my God, there was only one? <laughs> there was exactly one Republic player at this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> What? But I will tell you that Republic also had the best uh, advancement rate. Uh, look at that. <laughs> so um, how about we start with the... I guess we, we could just... There's actually no top eight here. We just have top four. So I'm sorry, uh, Nordic World Qualifier people, if you were in the top eight. Yeah, um, I, think this was, I think this was... I think this might have been straight Swiss. Um Lucas, Dr. Power Slam, Finn, anyone that was there, please correct me if that's not the case. But uh, so we just have a top four. I apologize, European players. Um, okay. <laughs> also notable, uh, two of these players, um, for reasons that I won't speculate on, uh, basically like declined to play their top four games. Um, they essentially like conceded in advance. Um, Finn and Johannes, who are two of the best players in Europe. So, um, and I have, mean, there, there, there was a message in Discord. <laughs> in which, in which Discord? Oh, in the, in the, like, in the tournament-specific Discord. 
Oh, think, okay. Uh, this the streamer basically said the karaoke bar was open too late last night and just straight to finals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so all right. perfect. Um, that's that sounds like a very German thing. Yeah. Um, Love it. Uh, both of these guys have previously won European Worlds qualifiers, so they already have travel paid for anyway. Um, well, we saw so a similar thing have... happen at Nova, right? Where like the people that had Worlds invites were just like for that that fifth or fourth game or whatever to go into the finals. They were just like, "Yeah, man, you got it. Like, it's fine." Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe that's what happened here. Maybe yeah. they partied a little too bit too hard at the karaoke bar. Maybe it was some combination. Maybe they partied a little too hard at the karaoke bar because the next day's results uh, were not that important to them. Who knows? <laughs> um, but we're going to talk about their list anyway, because, of course, they did make top four. So with Finn, we have Blizzard Force. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, can confirm that that's good. Uh, his version is actually very similar to what I'm running for Invader League. Um, this is this is kind of the structure of the Vader bikes with Blizzard mm. Force. But he's got an Imperial officer with improvised orders, uh, two heavy response units with uh, DLTs and RT-97s, four speeder bikes naked, one naked store, uh, snow, another snow with a medical droid, which is interesting. I might steal this. Um, and then Vader with push, choke, tenacity, and into the fray. Um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of like the template, right, for... Yep. Blizzard Force. I love that he has a medical droid in there. Um, the uh, the few times I've played Blizzard Force, I've always made sure to get a medical droid in there. For... Yeah, and I I've definitely been feeling um, because I have almost a identical list except instead of the medical droid, I have uh, four transponders on the bikes and then uh, binoculars on the officer. Um, it was it was one of those <laughs> when building a list like this, like when I built mine for Invader. Uh, like I took everything I wanted and then I had like 40 points left. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, what do I do? I guess I'll take some transponders and some training upgrades on Vader, which I don't normally take and some Binox, I guess. Um, but medical droid, that's interesting, Finn. I might have to steal that because, mm -hmm. uh, I think my primary observation about Blizzard Force, um, is that, uh, it can very surgically and quickly apply an extremely high degree of pressure to a specific area of the battlefield. Um, you know, we talk about the concept of like a scalpel unit on this podcast before, but a unit that, you know, like is, is fast and uh, strikes hard, but also um, is not very durable. Mm. That's kind of like Blizzard Force as a whole. Like Blizzard Force yeah. is like a scalpel, one giant scalpel, basically. Um, and this is why I think Blizzard Force kind of lends itself to tables, uh, because between the four bikes and the long range storms and the uh, overwhelming barrage card, because you can kind of like very narrowly target your firepower into very specific things very quickly, um, it tends to snowball, no pun intended. Um, but uh, I have noticed that uh, like when stuff starts to die, it falls apart pretty quickly because it is not a durable list. You know, your two core units that do most of your damage have essentially only two extra bodies in them before you start getting to heavies. Uh, and of course, speeder bikes are fragile. Um, you know, if Vader can't get involved uh, early enough, then that's a lot of points that you're hanging out there. So yeah. um, I actually, I played Bobat this past weekend in my final round robin game. Luckily, it did not matter for Elims. Uh, but 
it definitely exposed the weaknesses of uh, having a list that is fragile because he was running 12 activation steps so he could basically go with all of his steps after I was done which mm -hmm. became a problem for me <laughs> um and of course Bob that's very good he won last season on Vader so um but yeah I uh, I might steal that medical droid I like yeah. that a lot the uh the type of response units are also very like train scopable just yep. it's like yeah. so it's losing a heavy you know put it back to back and good to go yep so agree all right, uh, and then we got uh, in third place, we got Johannes, uh, who has, he calls it Luke Shooters, I think, or maybe this is what, so spoiler alert, we have an article that's going to come out, um, <laughs> which, I, which I'm which i reading yeah. this information from. I, uh, uh, so this might just be, Arthur, author, I wouldn't really. This could be <laughs> yeah, just yeah, made yeah. up by the author. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm not okay. going to ascribe this one to Johannes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Because some of these other names in here are yep. not serious. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, he's got a rebel officer with vigilance and a scanner, a capo, pike capo with vigilance, Luke with all the things, force push, force push, burst of speed, force reflexes, tenacity. That's like the quote standard Luke build these days. Three rebel troopers with DLTs, uh, the captain and situational awareness. Again, the standard rebel trooper build. Yep. Um, one pike with the disruptor and the capo and one pike with just a disruptor and then two sniper strike teams so, yeah it's a dodge spam luke dodge, dodge spam. spam luke dodge yep. spam yep uh very good very solid list um so yeah and i mean i think we we talked about this right like we play i think john specifically was talking yep. about throwing pikes in there and you know pulling out some dlts for for some extra but yeah this very in line with where we thought this you know this list would be yeah it's it's kind of a natural evolution of the previous luke dlt list yeah i mean you've run this list tim right yep um yeah it's i mean it's uh the five sort of core unit concept like the one i was running was four like core units with the two or the three snipers this one has the five and then the two but the two units of uh, pikes really help that because they're going to be generating their own dodges. So you're vigil like because you can only vigilance four units. So the pikes sort of spread the spread that vigilance ability out a little bit further, just because of how they generate dodges for themselves. So yep. yeah, it's a, I mean it's the it's the force user with a gun line concept taken yeah. with a pretty pretty reliably strong offensively and defensively gun line. Yep, exactly. Um, all right, second place, Alexander Hitmuller. How do you pronounce like the when you have like the O with the the it's the like a, yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry, Alex, <laughs> I Alexander. Yeah, um, I'm totally anglicizing your name and I apologize. Um, but uh, anyway, he was running another Empire list. It is, um, this one is actually pretty interesting. It's, a, it's an officer with improv and binox. Then you have Boba Fett uh, with situational up close and personal comms relay recon intel. Four storms with T21 and the specialist uh, a storm with a DLT and the specialist. Uh, a unit of IRG. Another unit of IRG with Into the Fray and then a Dewback. So this is kind of like um, Boba with a bunch of durable core units and then Royal Guard and a Dew. Interesting. I like it. Yeah. 
Okay, so that O, sorry, I don't care about Legion at this point. I just wanted to figure <laughs> out that O. So basically, from what I can find, it's similar to the same as in bird or hurt. So it's a uh, uh. heat, heat, m- m- murder, murder, murder. Yeah. murder. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure I still butchered that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Alexander. It's um, so fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> But that's part of the reason why we don't say Dr. Power Slam's name. That's true. Yeah, we just call him Dr. Power Slam. Yep. Uh, All right. And the winner, Yannick. Um, I I would love for you guys to try and guess what this list is. Give us us two guesses what the winning list was. And if you already know, then that's cheating, I guess. But Uh, I'll give you three. How's that? Do you know, Tim? I don't know, so I'm 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 thinking of my three guesses. So I don't know the specifics. I know what faction, though. I, I, Is that I, okay? Can I still? Play? Yeah, I think you're okay. still not going to get it in three guesses. Okay. <laughs> two guesses. You you might get it in three, but I don't think you'll get it in two. Whoa. Although maybe the fact that I'm I'm implying that this is hard might give you <laughs> yeah. some hints. Just do well, it, Tim. It's... Come on. I don't know. Was it a mall shadow collector's list? Nope. Was it a uh, Boba Fett of some kind? Nope. Yeah, I'm just going with the basic ones here. Uh, was it that Lone Republic list? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> a single Republic list that came to this tournament once. So I did hear it was Republic. I'm going to go. Was it uh, Padme Anakin Pikes? Nope. Oh my god! Whoa, whoa. Saber Yoda Saber is that back? Nope. Uh, was it a was it Wookies? Nope. <laughs> oh, this is fun. I like this. Um. Oh, was it uh, no Wookies? Uh, was it Yoda Chewie? Nope. Uh, was it Rex? Did Rex make his triumphant return? Was Yoda in it at all? No. No yet. So, must have been Obi Wan. It was Obi Wan. Uh, he's still in this game. He is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Obi Wan Padme. I mean, it's essentially Anakin Padme, but with Obi Wan instead of Anakin. Okay. Um, Obi Wan with barrier push, vigilance, and protector. Uh, a Pike Capo. Mm-hmm. Seeing a trend here. Um, with vigilance. Padme with underworld connections. Yep. Um. The uh, three pikes with the disruptor oh, and the okay. capo, yeah, that's, that's why right. underworld connections. I was wondering. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, the uh, one phase one with portable scanner for yep. extra dodges in case you needed those. Another phase one with a DC fifteen, and then a phase one with a Z six. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question, okay? Because ever since we've been playing kyle right like i think maybe i did stuff like this in the beginning i know you do this from time to time is switch the heavy on some of these units like that freaks me out like i can't mentally deal with that because then i have to like remember you know you know what i mean like trying to figure out oh this one's the the z6 versus the other you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. That, i always like things especially in the core troops to be like repeatable like but you know where it's just like no these are all the same so i don't have to think about this much but how do you i know you do that a lot sometimes not a lot but i know you do that sometimes um well the so i ran um anakin padme at adepticon 
whenever that was seven months ago. Yeah. Um, I like to think before it was cool. Uh, <laughs> but in that list, I had uh, it was almost a Highlander list, um, oh. except for the multiple copies of Overwatch. But I had uh, all my clones had different heavy weapons on them. <laughs> um, I had an RPS. I had a Phase One Z6. I had a Phase One DC15, and then I had a Phase Two Z6. Um, Jeez. So, and it worked. Right. It worked decently I, well. Sure. I think part of it is the clone heavy weapons because of fire support. It can't, you can't, you kind of want your Swiss Army knife of like, yeah. What do I want to fire support into this right now? Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, it also because they're so heavy, shaving a couple points off for this heavy or that heavy is often worth it. Um, like me personally, I rarely like to take like a single heavy weapon, but I'll like in my droid list, um, or one of the droid lists I had two, two, and two, two E5C, two E5R, or E60R, and two hmm. E5S, which, I mean, that was partly because that's the one that I owned at the time, but it's also like, I like to have that little bit of redundancy, even if you want to have access to all of your different tools, being able to have redundancy is also good, but in clones, you can't, you can't have redundancy and all your options because everything's just too expensive. Yep. I also feel like, at least relatively, Clearly, you could make an argument overall about cost, but relative to each other, I feel like all of the, at least the phase one weapons are pretty fairly costed. Mm. Um, you know, they each do something different. Mm -hmm. There's there's a reason to take all of them, even the shotgun, which you don't see that much. But, um, and I, I think I think their costs relative to each other are all really good. So I find myself when I'm making a clone list, I'm like, yeah, I want. I want a DC-15, I want a Z6, you know, I want an RPS. Like, they all do different things. Their costs yeah. all seem appropriate relative to where they are, so. Right. But yeah, I think this is really interesting. I mean, it's essentially, like, it just really leans into the pikes. But then you have mm -hmm. Obi-Wan with Barrier and Guardian. So if and when the pikes finally run out of dodges, then you have Obi-Wan. <laughs> to be like, yeah, you still can't damage them. Well, um, and with Barrier, you can get rid of a high-velocity shot. High-velocity shots, yep. Um, and guardian uh, yeah but i so one of our locals has been i mean basically has learned the game with obi-wan list that i've played it a couple times and obi-wan i mean he's like i wouldn't i don't think i'd ever take him competitively but he does some cool things and that guardian if you sort of manage your resources well and play knowledge defense but he does keep your shooting units very healthy yep um so yeah i like it i dig it mm. congratulations on winning major with a public list again i um, i keep saying this but we are in the wild west of legion like literally i just don't i mean uh, sure pikes are a consistent right like i think that's the only pikes are pretty consistent i think blizzard force is becoming pretty consistent but there's so many variations of blizzard force too it'd be interesting to see and all you of know, them are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard because you. I don't like the fact that we just go, oh, Blizzard Force. But there's like four or five variations I've seen that are all really good. So I think they're all individual lists. You know what I mean? So that so makes it the Wild West. It's just what makes them Blizzard Force is the restrictions and the cards or not restrictions and some uh, unit ranks. But you, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. The, the fun side on this tournament, too, is Republic is 100%. So Republic's obviously overpowered. That's what that's. Yeah. That's so, yeah. Republic with a 100% advancement rate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I, you know, I don't know this guy, but I'm assuming he's a good player. Right. And so I think yeah, a lot yeah. of, t- we, we talk about this too, but like a lot of times games come down to the pilot, right. And how good the pilot is. Cause that's, that's a real big chunk of it too. Just cause you know, I've seen Kyle take ridiculous lists really far and just go, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. So pilot has a lot to do with it. So it's interesting. Yeah. And Legion has always kind of been like that, where even, yeah. um, even when you have some lists that are dom- like doing consistently better than others, you know, any, any player can win a tournament. Right. Um, which means any list can not any list but any like reasonably constructed and intentional list can win a tournament. Um, and I think that's still true. You know, I think there's some clear like low hanging fruit as far as stuff that you could make a little bit more expensive and some stuff that you can make a little bit cheaper based on overall uh, gaming experience and consistently which things are doing well and which things aren't. But, um, you know, we sometimes use hyperbole on the show. Uh, that shouldn't yeah, be a show. <laughs> but the balance differences that we're talking about in Legion, you know, they're not like, this isn't 40 K where you have some factions that are at like 20% win rates and some that are at like 75 or 80, you know, this is, we're talking about the difference between like maybe 45 to 55, Um, which, you know, when you have the game, a game that is, is as well balanced and foundationally like well-designed as Legion, um, those differences can feel pretty big. And sometimes they are like, if, if you've got two players of equal skill, then you'd rather have the four, the 55 instead of the 45% mm-hmm. chance, right? Um, but generally speaking, like most of the time, those differences kind of wash out. Yep. So, yeah. the uh, I know the like Honest Wargamer, which is Rob, and he does AOS coverage. His, his sort of like goal for AOS is 55 45. If they're in mm-hmm. that range, he doesn't see it as a problem. Right, it's anything outside that range. That's where okay, things need to be nerfed, things need to be buffed. Yeah. So if we can consistently be in that range, then I think we should be. Maybe I, mean, I don't think we should. I don't think anyone can be. You know, oh, this is perfect until it's 50, all fifty-fifty. But it's. Uh, I think we should be pretty pretty happy with where things are at. Yeah, and of course we're talking about overall faction win rates. I think you know internal <laughs> faction balance is another matter that requires its own look uh right now um but and and there's also some things like most people are taking pikes (laughs) and that's having a you know that's having a counter effect on everyone else's list choices like there were i think somebody was i need to check this because somebody was saying there was like four wookies in invader round robin um and i can't believe that's true because that's 196 players but the point is, like Wookies, and you see this just anecdotally. Wookies and other uh, Civil War era special forces are, have just like suddenly disappeared because they're not high velocity snipers. Um, yeah, and you know, even even if even if the impact of pikes being maybe a little bit too cheap kind of goes out in the wash because everyone can take them, they're still having. Uh, they're still having an effect on like unit selection and stuff like that. So, um, you know, those are important things to keep in mind too, for balance purposes, but, um, you know, at least all the factions have a shot. Let's put it that way. Yeah. All right. Uh, SoCal open. Should we move on to SoCal open? Any other thoughts on Nordic? Please. Let's go from the North to the South. Let's do yeah. it. 
All right, so we do have a top eight here. We're not going to hit like every upgrade in all of these lists because that would take too long, but we can hit the general um, general theme, if you will. Uh, so top eight. Mm-hmm. So these are, these are uh, those that made the top eight, but not the top four. We have uh, in no particular order. Frank Deloche. I apologize in advance if I'm butchering any names again. Um, basically, Luke, that would be Jedi Luke with Tauntauns. He's got Luke. We have to say that anymore. Have you even seen Commander Luke? I I haven't even seen Echo Base. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, just an Echo Base. Um, He's got two DLT Rebel Troopers uh, with just the extra Rebel Trooper, no captains here. Um, Two naked Rebel Troopers, two strike teams with Mm. the sniper. Mm. And then I don't know if I said it already, but two Tauntauns with up close and personal. Good. I like that combo. Uh, when up close and personal came out, I was like, "Man, that would be really good on tons." Really yeah, like that. Then you have three dodges after a double move shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Definitely waters down the charge a little bit, but maybe you don't care. Yeah. I mean, their range attack is four red dice. So. Yeah, I I mean they're they're char- they're less good on the charge now, just because of the creature trooper rule changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've found that. Anytime I've played Tons, which hasn't been too often, and sort of in the new set rule set, once they get bogged down in melee, they're can sometimes be pretty easy to punch down. Whereas a, usually the scariest Ton is the one who's like sort of out in the open, able to keep moving. Yeah. So I the up close and personal helps fit that playstyle even better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I yeah, I mean I think most of the times when you're moving and shooting, right, you're not charging anyways that turn. So the more dodges you can get to just like survive, <laughs> the, the better, you know. But yeah, tons are. I think they're still good. Not great like they were, but good. I think they're yeah, they're, they're perfectly good. usable. Yep. Um, also, top eight: Anthony Gonzalez with uh, Iden, Boba Fett, and Cad Bane. So this is basically oh, Iden yeah. double bounty. That's crazy. and then Inferno in there with some. You know, one unit of shores, one unit of storms, one unit of one mortar to round out the mm-hmm. core units, and then of course an officer with underworld connections because you need that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is interesting. Very similar conceptually to the list that Izzy won Gen Con with. It's such a like, uh such a, you know, I mean, uh, good for the empire, right? Like, for a long time we were saying how empire wasn't was struggling, and here we are lizard force and double bounty era and it's only going to get better you know i mean we haven't seen i even though ig and mandos came out on friday so we got to wait a couple of weeks before they're legal for these events but yeah i think we're just going to see this even more right with the with the igs and and, and mando well it's funny you mentioned that because socal open is not uh an official op oh, tournament so okay. they did not use the 11 day rule and in oh. fact the next list that we all get here um, has IG88 in it. So. Look at me being stupid and segueing anyways. <laughs> Boom. Got him. Yep. Yeah. Empire, not just double bounty anymore. Hex tuple bounty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only you could uh, <laughs> actually take more than two operatives. Um, please do not let Empire take more than two operatives. No, what we need is a commander with bounty. That's what we need. Yeah. <laughs> take the triple bounty. I mean, 
you know, you look at a battle force like Shadow Collective that has that zero to you're not zero to four, one to four commander slash yeah. operative shared slot. Um, it, the only thing stopping Shadow Collective from running triple bounty is that they only have two bounty hunters on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which I mean, who knows whether that's going to continue to be true forever? But unknown. Unknown. Uh, anyway, also top eight. Um, Matt Bronson, aka Zeus Juice. Hey. Uh, yeah, he's the uh, number one ranked North American ELO player. Um, oh, not yeah. that I'm closely tracking this fallen, at all. Huh, Kyle? <laughs> how the mighty have fallen. Hey, look, man, you got to lose a game occasionally. Hey, Matt, if you're listening, uh, we've got a spot open on the scoundrels now. I got to get rid of Kyle if you overtook <laughs> him on the ELOs. I've, I've so. been I've been not number one for like like seven months at least. Oh. I don't pay attention to that at all. Okay. I haven't, I've literally don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'll I'm get my spot glad. back though, Matt. I, I, I'm just glad that we, the North are uh, taking over. <laughs> yeah, actually Canadians, uh, Matt, and then uh, Bobette, who just beat me last weekend um, in Invader are mm-hmm. number one. Uh, Bobette's number one on the Invader ELO. And then Matt is number one on the North American ELO. So, so congrats, Canada. Is- so have we found Kyle's kryptonite? It's Canadian heritage. That's the... uh, apparently, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's Canadians. And then Luke Cook, who's like Canada adjacent, basically. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> like literally, I think he's like half an hour from Canada. So yeah, like, those yeah. are those are the three players that seem to have my number. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, I digress. Matt brought. Uh, How's it feel to be just one of us now, Kyle? <laughs> just the guy. Just, just the guy, Jay. <laughs> Pants one leg at a time. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Matt brought uh, basically Iden double bounty, but this one with Boba Fett and IG88. So we got Iden, oh, you got nice. an officer, uh, Boba Fett, IG88, two shores, two mortars, Inferno, and a strike, two strikes. So. Oh, that's good. It's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> sounds sounds gross the whole way through. It's just yeah. um, it's interesting because with with that one and the one before it, like um, rebels used to be hero hammer, right? Like that, and now it's like now you could do that with empire, which we weren't you couldn't do for a while because if you count like Dal and Gideon, right? Now you've you've got one, two, three, four, five, five, six. If you count ID ten, like so, you you've got you got a whole bunch of like heroes do, uh, named heroes do they have command cards listed there they do so um of course the new boba command cards were not legal for socal because right. those are okay. physical cards that are not out yet yeah. um but one really interesting thing i like about Iden boba ig is that ig88 specifically does not have a three pip mm-hmm. um yeah. You know, he's got, there's sort of that weird card overlap thing between him and 11. Um, he's got available to him a one pip and a two pip, but not a three pip. So if you've got Boba and Aiden in there, you can take the two best three pips in that list, Boba's Rocket and Tactical Strike, and like not feel bad about having another yeah. character in there where you have to sacrifice right. a three pip. Yeah, I think in the, you only take you only take Tax Strike in that, right? Out of Aiden's. You don't even bother yeah. with the other, the other ones. I mean... Don't get me wrong. It feels really bad to leave Pulse Scan behind. Uh, that's a super good card. I love using it to just like kill a strike team on the first turn because it's 
on a lot of real life tables, it's pretty difficult to like hide both models from a infiltrating unlimited range unit. <laughs> right. Um, you just play pulse scan on the first turn and you're up in activation, uh, or at least your opponent's down in activation. But, um, yeah, I think you, you, you have to take whipcord if you're taking, yeah. that's like yep, mandatory. Yeah. Um, and then IG 88's card focused on the kill, of course, is that one that, uh, gives him that like stims, you know, he gets, uh, he doesn't die until the end phase thing. And then also the target cannot spend tokens. So um, that's obviously a really good card. It's probably better than pulse scan. So I, it's defensible there to take those one pips. It f- makes me a little bit sad to leave pulse scan behind, but. Uh, and um, then do you take both IG two pips? Yeah, you take both IG two pips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, a, yeah. that's what I figured, but. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, flame projector, whatever. Yeah. Um, Situational is, is great in certain situations and never used in others. So yeah, yeah, you take both IG two pips for sure. So Kyle, I know what you and the listeners at home are thinking right now. How many top eights is Boba going to be in before Jay admits that he thinks he's good? And the answer <laughs> is none. Never. I don't care because I, I think he's good. I don't think he's as great as everybody's making him out to be. All right. I'm just saying, uh, you don't build a list around him. It seems like he's he's just a part of a list with all these other great pieces. It's, he's a great he's a great part of a list with other great pieces. He's a good part. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've I've been hitting things with Gaffy Six with my Rebel Boba, and it's not it's not a fun. <laughs> I I would love uh, to hear your experience about Rebel Boba. Right now, well, is it, yeah, like right now, why not? Right now, yeah, tell me. Uh, I, I want to hear about it. like two into a top eight, but sure, you know, let's well, do we it. will, let's we do will right quick now. hit uh, quick, <laughs> quick hit. Well, so I'm I went four and one in round robin with it, uh, only lost to Imperial Sympathizer, who had uh, the old bike, simp bike, bikes, din, and boba, yep, and I just lost the damage battle i.e i put a bunch of fire into mando and he didn't die so eh, whatever mm. but um so i'm doing lando boba uh, yep. two officer or sorry lando boba officer and then four dlts three snipers um it feels a little points heavy like my bids one point and <laughs> it i uh, i kind of wish lando were five to ten points cheaper is what i've been saying for a while um just because that list would feel a lot better with a few more points bid but rebel boba is super fun um that two pip where you just you know double move and hit a bunch yeah. of stuff mm-hmm. uh is very good um especially like i put into the or um not into the fray i'll close some personal on boba and you know you double move it's usually into melee with something and then you shoot like five units and now you have five dodges and you're feeling pretty safe mm. so like especially if you need to go at the beginning of the turn or even in the middle of the turn, it, like you engage, like, I'm often engaging something that hasn't activated yet, so he's not fully safe. But especially like if they don't have good order control, or they've you know gone with a unit or two of their good shooters, you double move, hit something, and then you know shoot a bunch of stuff. And usually that's enough damage, enough dodges, and then like you're trying to you know catch something in melee that's like their best offensive squad or whatever. So they have to sacrifice that, and then Bobo will only take you know, a shot or two in return. And then you got, you know, four or five dodges to deal with that. Um, Lando also is super fun in that list. Uh, Contingencies is nice. 
helps your uh, command cards a little bit. Also being able to... Um, <laughs> so the last game I played, um, I killed uh, Din with a independent standby because I played... Uh, well, I actually got two standbys in that game. Uh, the one of them didn't go off. But basically, with Lando, you have order control on um, Boba because you have his two-pip you can throw away to get uh, Boba whenever you want. So then you play a different card that plays a two-pip. So is that accurate like can you can you give boba an order with the two pip i might be cheating you just that's let me let me check that oh my this would be real bad if i could cheat. um the fifth trooper would like to formally apologize <laughs> for its independent contractors in any games that they may be playing and performing illegal actions if you have any complaints against one of the fifth trooper staff you can direct them towards tim uh oh! Now you're okay. Kyle. I'm I'm gonna read this. Um, okay, we'll, let's hear we'll, it. We'll, we'll make a we'll make a verdict if I lose my head or not. Okay, okay. if you <laughs> did cheat, what's the punishment? <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's uh, we we get an on air punishment. you I get to pick on your list punishment. for Invader League for single limbs. <laughs> I mean, that, that'd make my life easier. I have no idea what I'm going to play. Yeah. Anyway, before drawing from your order pool, you may instead discard this card from your contingencies or hand. If you do, issue an order to Lando Calrissian or a friendly unit at range one or two of him. Then activate that unit. Sorry, I'm, I'm searching the rules for him because I that's, think there is a... Yeah, that's... I was going to say this. If it's not in the rules for him, this would be something to put in there. <laughs> what's what's the card called? What's his two pip called? Uh, Ace up his sleeve. Well, so good to know. Good to know, Tim. Uh, <laughs> the, Ace uh, up his sleeve and mercenaries. Here you go. Uh, All right, you ready? You ready, Tim? I'm ready. I, I, what did, I what did we decide the punishment would be? I get to pick his list for Invader League. Did Tim agree to that? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, this question was asked by Dr. Power Slam. <laughs> our, own, our own guy? Yeah. Can you issue an order to a mercenary with the discard effect of Lando's ace up his sleeve, even if your army has no allies of convenience keywords? Hello. No, the order is not being issued from a unit with allies convenience or a mercenary commander of the same affiliation. Wah, wah, so since wah. the order comes from, yeah. from nowhere, the order comes yeah. from the ether, it cannot be issued to Boba Fett. So I can't even remedy that with... Even if Lando has allies of convenience. Well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> so Tim, when, way back in the day on the Fifth Trooper podcast, we used to have a segment called We're Doing It Wrong. Yeah. Just a perfect candidate for that. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the because I think I read that and the the wording is ambiguous enough that I didn't even really think about it. And also, mm -hmm. you know, mercy rules are weird enough that I didn't think about it. But weird well, is ambiguous to your to your well, uh, benefit. <laughs> Luckily, I think I only actually did that trick once in Round Robin. So okay, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think it won me games on the on back of it. Right. All right. Can correct if, uh... Whoever his <laughs> opponent was that he did that on, I'm, I apologize for him. He clearly <laughs> has no remorse. 
he's stone cold on this. <laughs> I, I, it is, it is, I think, a common, uh, or so far has been a common misunderstanding about how that rule works. Oh, I, I um, believe this is like the third time on air I have screwed up wordings of uh, listen, <laughs> don't worry about it. Dude, I screw stuff up all the time. Yeah. I don't even really know the rules half the time. I go, wait, I don't know. Let me look that up. <laughs> so in case, I mean, in case there's like similar things, um, you know, the, the important thing to know with the mercenary ordering rules is that the restriction is on the unit that is receiving the order. Um, so it is, it is just, you have to receive an order from a unit that shares an affiliation with you or one that has allies of convenience. And that's, that's it. So like, you know, as it would seem with things like Lando's two pip, like clearly you can't receive an order from uh, a commander that doesn't have allies of convenience or share your affiliation, but you also can't receive an order from something that doesn't, you know, is not issuing an order to yourself or like right. you, it comes from nowhere, basically like an ace of his sleeve does. So, um, yeah. 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 And that's, you know, when we put, when we were at Nova, you know, John and I had this question for Kyle. We talked about the opposite way, right? Because I was playing a, I was playing a Cassian, twelve activation Cassian, uh, K two list, uh -huh. and I had the, I had the commander, the Pike commander in it. And the question was, if I infiltrate Cassian, he can no longer give orders. So can I? I can't order my vets or anything. And the answer is no, you can because the mercenary commander can give out orders he they just can't receive orders it's the, yeah. it's the opposite yeah and it's just just mercenary units and just receiving orders yeah. so yeah. yeah your rebel vets are not a mercenary unit so they can receive orders from anybody including a mercenary unit right yep well i this list is so fun because the have been able to contingency <laughs> to ploy ploy is something i keep in my contingencies yep and, and like good. that's that's where like that trick officially works. Oh yeah, ploy one hundred percent straight yeah. up works. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, and it's nice to have it in contingencies so you can be a little crafty with where you play stuff. Um, yeah. But uh, no, I might. Well, I guess I I, I am changing my list for uh, <laughs> single elims, but uh, oh, it's fun time. This is like when uh, the clone rules change, and I had was like, ah, well. <laughs> That was, that was a fun era. <laughs> just just find five points and put underworld connections on land. Yeah, but, but no, it doesn't. It doesn't. That doesn't work either. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. That that doesn't because land is not issuing the yeah. order. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, well, aren't you glad you found this out before? Elans? Oh, I I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on because we're shorting the top four He's here. Probably not so open. Glad it happened so publicly, but other than that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right uh patrick hanshin with um what is essentially sabine dodge spam uh rebel officer with vigilance pike capo with vigilance um sabine with situational awareness the two rebel of the dlt rebel troopers with captains two pikes with the disruptor and soldier uh, sorry disruptor and the capo a fleet uh clan run and then two strike teams Hey, with sniper rifles. I love Sabine. Good to yeah. see her in the top four. Yeah, this is basically like the Luke DLT dodge spam model, except you replace Luke with Sabine and Clan Ren. Yeah. Seems good. Um, Clan Ren good. 
Clan Ren is good. I, I know that the Rebel Mandos get a lot of flack, uh, but that flack does not apply to Clan Ren. Um, nope. You know, the, the issue with Rebel Mandos is basically just that their durability is very dice dependent. You know, it's very wrapped up in their save. And courage. Uh, and courage. Yep. They only have courage too. Their actions are super valuable. You know, if they take two suppression from a suppressive weapon or just getting shot twice or whatever, they're, you know, it's really hard to get something useful mm -hmm. done with them. Um, or if you just have like a bad save, you know, you lose two guys on a random shot, like the, that really hurts their durability. So, but Clan Run has two models per unit. You know, they have Dauntless from Ursa and uh, they get free dodges from Randu. So uh, that goes a very long way towards <laughs> rectifying the issues with Rebel Mandos. So Clan Run, good. And if you can get them a name and get Pierce. Yep. Yep. And of course, Retinue can be used for that also, yep. alternatively. Especially if you have Vigilance and you like Vigilance and the Dodge and then uh, check him a name. Yep. Oh, it's exactly. a fun time. Super fun. <laughs> Uh, all right, top. Uh, also, top four Frank Deloche with Droid Double Bounty. He's got a T series with Underworld, uh, Bosk and Cad Bane, Boosk and Cad Bane. Yep. 4B1s with the E5S, that's the sniper heavy. Mm -hmm. um, naked B1s with an HQ uplink and then two Magnus. Yeah. With that's RPS. Good. Yeah. I really like good. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is. Um... I haven't uh, this may be one of the first lists or I, I know I'm sorry if it wasn't, but basically, you know, once once Bosk was over on the CIS, I was I was like, oh, that's so good. There's, there's got to be a ton of lists that he would fit into. You know what I mean? And I had I had a few. I never really got to try them yet. But like, yeah, Bosk is good. CIS is good. Saz, it's just they're still just balanced. They're just still a balanced. I know they're not as super popular now, but they're. You know, I don't think they have a terrible unit. Maybe the droid echoes, but like, I don't think they really. Besides them, everything else is serviceable. Yeah, I. The reason that's that droids have seen a decline in you know top cut representation and overall effectiveness, I think has, and we predicted this when Pikes came out. It has everything to do with Pikes. Yeah. Um. On both sides of the table, offensively and defensively, Pikes are just exceptional against B1s. Um, you know, yep. they, ha they have a large quantity of reliable dice, which is really good into B1 white saves, and they have defense that is centered around mitigating chip damage, which is yeah. what B1s do with that E5S. Um, they're also really good against spiders for similar reasons. Uh, mm -hmm. and of course that range for uh impact one weapon so um i <laughs> i think that if pikes get nerfed in some fashion whether that's a cost increase or whatever and you start seeing less pikes droids are going to come like roaring right back and people are going to be like oh yeah that's right magnas and spiders and b1s with e5s's were really good and they're still really good <laughs> against everything that isn't pikes um so We'll see if they do some kind of points update, if they like anticipate that and kind of proactively, you know, do the adjustments that you would have done to those handful of droid units like seven months ago anyway, um, six months ago before yeah. Pikes came out. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. I think if like nothing happens to the droid units and Pikes get a hit with the nerf bat, 
you're going to see magnets and spiders and e5s's like come right back and then you're just going to throw a bosk or cat bane in there too <laughs> yeah and you're gonna be like oh yeah this was really good um we'll see what happens but yes i i think that's a long way of saying jay that i agree with you all this stuff is still good it's just it's just a awkward fit for a meta that is so uh uh jammed with bikes. You know, sad kyle that you can't ever just come out and say that you agree with me you always have to be really <laughs> long-winded about it look i'm can't just play like, yeah jay's right i'm long-winded i yeah. have i got opinions jay i uh <laughs> especially when they're in agreement alignment with my opinions yeah. this is well i gotta make sure i uh, yeah i don't want to be too close to jay on this so i'm gonna i'm gonna specify where exactly where i stand <laughs> yeah i made i made one of those kyle. one of those videos and it was supposed to be a quote five minute strategy video yeah and um <laughs> my wife was like how long is this gonna take because I, I wanted, you know, I don't have a big house. Um, so I tried to make things quiet during the video because I don't know how to edit anything. So if there's like some <laughs> random, you know, somebody trips over something or something happens while I'm running this video, I'm be like, well, that's staying in. <laughs> so she's like, well, how long do I have to be quiet? I'm like, I don't know. This is only supposed to be five minutes. It was not five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I know he, he sent it over to me. He's like, here's my five minute video. And I'm like, 11 minutes. I'm like, uh can't follow anyway, the rules i talk it is oh, well. it is it is what it is it's great yep uh okay uh Next. second place thomas sullivan with old tommy sells old yep. tommy sully <laughs> with anakin padme oh hey nice Woo-hoo! wow and two two guard lists making top top oh wow yeah anakin padme pikes and barks wow uh, this is actually 10 activations. Good Lord. Yeah. So um, kind of impressive. You've got Anakin with the, the standard slate of Anakin upgrades. Uh, Padme with Vigilance and Naked Phase 1. Phase 1 Z6. Phase 1 RPS. Two Pikes with the Disruptor and the Capo. And then three Barks. Mm. Uh, yeah. Barks are Barks are really good. Yeah. Naked Barks anyway. They're like, uh, I think it was last Invader League. So by the way, if anybody's wondering what happened to me in Vader League, I dropped. Uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't make. Like literally, I couldn't make any of my games work, and I was just like, I didn't want to keep stringing people along. You know what I mean? I just, I just couldn't do it, so I just dropped. But anyways, last Invader League, yeah, the dude, like I had a bark sneak up on me, and I was just like, oh yeah, right. What am I doing? These, these are really good. Like, <laughs> and they, and they don't just evaporate. When- no. No, they don't. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. This is a you know future future list thought. Quick. All right, go for um, it. Um, Cody direct vehicle. Just put a long range comm link on a bark, and then you know maybe even throw a gun on it, and then probably have you know aggressive tactics on Cody, and then you just have this like random bark off the middle of nowhere with an order all the time and a surge token. <laughs> yeah, that seems pretty good actually. <laughs> um, That'd be kind of an expensive bark, but I mean once well, you, I when mean, you. You you could do a naked one, but they they're a little harder to sort of like loiter around because they're speed. Yeah, and, and also they have they a big base, and they have a big base, and they don't hit you know nearly as hard when they come around finally come around right. the corner. And and I think if you're sort of putting that kind of investment in it, you might as well just go all in. But, oh yeah, one hundred percent. But it sounds fun. It's just a like yeah, this thing just exists over over there. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, it's only fifty five points, but you also can't. I mean, it's four dice. 
and since they're so fast you can get out of cover shots like yep. you can't just just take four dice shots to the face no and of course they have surge hit and you can fire support that with a z6 so you know then that becomes a 14 15 dice shot to the face <laughs> with surge hit yeah. i mean uh, a like just like the basic twin nitro gunner plus the calm link spark is 78 points which for something that'll have an order and a search to the search token that's will it do as it's, it's, it's well, it seems fine it's only three more points than a empire speeder bike no it's not yeah. empire speeder bike 70 that's eight more points yeah. than an empire speeder bike yeah. um still interesting yep Speaking of Empire Speeder Bikes, winner, <laughs> Bobby Joe Thomas, BJT. Hey. hey. I know that guy. Yeah. Bobby <laughs> Joe, uh, of he's course. He's a good dude. He's a super good dude. And he goes yeah. to like every tournament. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, I've hung out with Bobby Joe a lot at, at these events. Uh, super cool guy. Uh, bringing basically the Luke Cook special. Yep. It's, it's Aiden with uh, Shores mortar storms inferno two generic isf with the t21 and then three speeder bikes with the transponders yep so yeah this Got is the, the same list basically that luke brought to uh adepticon yep made top two yeah yeah super effective <laughs> bikes all the bikes yeah a lot of good a lot of good lists yeah good stuff out there yep Good to see um, Gar up there. I mean, hey, I don't know. The one thing we haven't seen is Shadow Collective. Yeah, a Not little too surprising. Much of that going on, huh? I, I, I mean, is it I, that surprising? I I, I think so. Uh, I mean, Shadow I Collective it's... won uh, two tournaments ago. Is it the one in? I mean, Matt Bronson just won a tournament of Shadow Collective, but I'm yeah. blanking on which one, uh, one it was. Hmm. not gen con it was the one before that anyway yeah they've they've it's not like they haven't won stuff <laughs> I, and well, I, I, and I and i think it's part of the reason they're not seen as much is a you know real life money slash hobby slash how star wars is this factor yeah like they, who's who's gonna buy eight boxes of pikes yeah i mean uh, i guess evan right he came in second <laughs> at nova so technically yeah, yeah. his shadow collective there too but yeah just so so Kyle, and this Eight's is not great. enough. You need nine. Uh only if you run six capo upgrades in the core yeah. unit, which I think is probably cost prohibitive. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. So okay, so here here's a question because we asked this on the last episode. This was a question from Evan, and I, I think this kind of falls in that same category. We we're talking about why you haven't seen a ton of the separatist invasions uh and I, and our my answer was basically because it's it's boring and because it's really hard to a transport b deploy c run because tim i brought up your version right where it's like 8b1s with the heavies, with the heel bots, with, you know, like, and an AT, it's like, that's just a lot of minis, you know, to be bringing. And I just, or, and even getting and painting and building. Right. And I think this Pike's shadow collective list kind of falls in that same category where it's a hard to get B boring to play and, you know, C just 
not really realistic as far as like regular everyday players doing that. Yeah, I mean, in the competitive realm too, the invasion force has uh, no peers and really only one high velocity shot, which is a good high velocity shot, but it's not right. Pro- right, like it's it's a little bit weak into like I mean, if if Blizzard uh, Force and Pikes are strong, invasion force a little bit struggles against both of those things. Although it has a better, it has a, has a weird matchup against Blizzard Force because in some parts the sort of like sort of across the field some parts it's like much better than closer force but in other parts you know if red dice just do red dice things well you can't do much to it right so yeah it's just interesting right like there's i think there's we you you know i think we could you could take the last couple months of of tournaments right and i guarantee we could pick lists like a separatist invasion list a pike list just these lists that just aren't making top eight at these tournaments and go this is a list that could absolutely win and take but people you know it's it's odd right like it's it's an odd place to be in the game where there's lists we know are extremely competitive and and good whether or not they have weaknesses i think all lists have weaknesses that we just aren't seeing because i I just think they're boring and hard to put together you know I mean, there's probably an end value of like how many new units do you have to assemble to make like the the new hotness list, right? Versus like how often you see it. Be an interesting, interesting little data point. Yeah, I mean, and that was a factor for me at Nova Open. Like I, you know, I have a bunch of unassembled pikes. I only got two pikes put together, which is like the Iden Boba pikes thing that I ended up running. It was a way lower bar from an mm. assembly perspective than just like full blown shadow collective. Yeah. which I think would have been my first choice if I had to just make a pure, um, you know, this is what I really want to bring kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you. All right. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Um, yeah, I don't know. Legion's a fun game. It's a weird time right now because I, it's hard to like, pick a list for an event now because there's so many like viable things that you could bring um so it's interesting to just see how this is going to play out over the next couple months leading into worlds you know so yeah. i have no idea i have no idea what we're going to see at worlds i mean i think pikes if nothing changes between if, if there's no points updates no adjustments to pikes between now and worlds you're going to see pikes in the top four like at, at least two lists will have pikes right that's a guarantee but like other than that i couldn't tell you what those li- what they would be in i mean based on this you could you could have gar you could have empire you could have rebel i don't know it's crazy right now it's crazy yep any who's it i can't wait for snow yay <laughs> you sound so excited I, I I am I swear it. <laughs> the, the 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 immortal question of when are tires are in the shed when do they go on? <laughs> yep, I don't I don't have this. I um <laughs> personally I like snow, and I also love Christmas. Love Christmas, something fierce. So I like just do you, do you for go Halloween crazy over. with the decorations? Yeah, but it's not really so so Rachel's a huge Halloween 
not so like we do both like we're just i think maybe we're just crazy with decorations like for every holiday but oh yeah oh yeah we got all kinds of inflatables we got all kinds of lights i get up on the roof uh not that i like doing that at all but i do it um yeah i go very clark griswold uh, <laughs> <laughs> plug in the plug in the yeah. thing and shut down the power grid. Oh yeah, just out there swearing. The kids are like, "Dad, are you okay?" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why is this not working? Yeah. All that whole thing. <laughs> but I love it. I love every minute of it. I, I just, I really do. Yeah. Just thinking about it makes me. I happy. mean, snow is pretty. And then you go, okay, there's three feet of it on the road. I got to get somewhere. Uh, see, well, yeah, I get, I get that. I, <laughs> the problem is I don't have to get anywhere. So I, I love snow. Yeah. And around here when it like it, it does snow occasionally in Northern Virginia. Um, <laughs> and but what's funny is, like I said, we don't have winter tires. Like there, we have snow plows, but we don't have a lot of them. So when it snows, like everything shuts down. So when it snows, nobody has to be anywhere because no one expects you to be anywhere. Right. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go, you know, drive on a foot of snow road with my Mazda six. Um yeah. normal road tires. <laughs> Some of the best stories of Winnipeg are like traveling bands who like, you know, their their bus drivers drop driving them through the blizzard to get to Winnipeg for a show and they're like, it's gotta be canceled, right? Like there's there's no way anyone shows up. And they show up and like some Winnipeggers will trudge out in t-shirt, t-shirt and shorts, pull all the gear out of the bus, throw it in the gate place for a full gig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds um, about right. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. How do we close this out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're the one that does that. So I know, any, I'm just... any, at any point you're at. All right. <laughs> we are the Notorious Scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. And I can't wait to do midterms tomorrow. (laughs) Stay fresh, cheese bags. This has been a Fifth Trooper production.